Greetings, leaders, and a happy new year. I hope it is a happy new year, and the only way that it would truly be a happy new year if you have decided to make you a happy new you. Today's discussion is, are you the next leader? This is a very relevant question because it is concerning a very relevant and trying time. Are you the next leader? Let's discuss it. Greetings, leaders. Thank you for joining us for the episode. The question is, are you the next leader? That is a question that, of course, many people can ask of you. But more importantly, it is a question that you really should ask yourself. By you listening to this podcast, you are, in fact, thinking, right, that you may be the next leader. You may be displaying some attributes of the next leader. And we want to explore the possibility of you being the next leader, as leadership is needed now more than ever. We can see that what the lack of leadership, the lack of responsibility, the lack of quick responsibility has caused in this country with this COVID-19, which has also produced an economic downturn with the furloughing and uh, straight up, you know, being released or fired from jobs that employees have had to suffer, which has produced their own personal uh, economic downturn. And so we want to discuss that today. Are you the next leader? Being the next leader, there are two principles that you really want to embrace. The first one is overcoming the self-defeated mindset. And the second one is to embrace the three mindsets of next generation leaders. Now, why do we say overcoming the self-defeated mindset? Well, there's a old African proverb that says that if there is no enemy inside, the one outside can do you no harm. If there is not an enemy inside, the one outside can do you no harm. So in today's, you know, dreadful times, as it may seem, it actually is a crisis, right? Um, with the loss of life, the loss of property, the loss of economics, uh, it has pr- produced this, you know, been produced, pardon me, by this pandemic. Well, you know, it, we can have the tendency to take on this self-defeated mindset, especially those of us who may have what is called survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt is caused by when you're uh, left behind when others have been taken away. Let's say, for instance, even in a car accident, right? Uh, You have a car full of people and then the car crashes and everyone dies except for you. You start questioning your own value. You start questioning your own existence, right, which dives deep into the psyche of the individual who may have self-esteem or, you know, loathing or low uh, self-worth issues. And so with this survivor's guilt, it also has happened, you know, in the uh, the labor force. Right. So with these furloughs that are taking place uh, in your department, you may be the only one left in your department. Now you got to head that department and you may be asking yourself, well, why? 
because you're looking at Sally or Eric who you think may have more value, right? And why were they furloughed? Well, again, I want you to keep this in mind. I learned this um, as being a uh, an employment coach, right? And and so it says it's not about making your presence known, but your absence felt. Again, it's not about making your presence known, but your absence felt. It may have been a case that, yeah, their presence was known, but, you know, the impact that you have had within the company, within those that are over these departments and over your sector or even your industry, they may realize that your absence will be felt greater than their presence was known. So don't doubt yourself and your value and your worth as an employee. Even don't doubt yourself as a as a leader, even though, you know, many uh, of us who are new leaders uh, have been thrown into leadership positions, right? Because we had displayed some characteristics of leadership and thrown into these leadership positions without the proper support to be successful. And so some of us were set up for failure, knowing or unbeknownst to those who actually promoted us and, uh, you know, and to us who actually accepted these leadership positions, right? Uh, but definitely when you accept the leadership position based on the perks and based on, you know, the pay and the, 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 the influence that potentially you could have, but you're not grounded, right, uh, in the leadership principles, then uh, you can have a tendency to experience what is called burnout, right? And so you can experience what is called burnout. Uh, and, and so when leaders do not have the proper support, and that leader that support starts off even before right they even get into these leadership positions ddi which is development dimensions international did a uh research um post or i'm sorry uh pre covid-19 before covid-19 uh pandemic take took place and they looked at uh 2500 hr representatives with uh, 2,500 different organizations, which were like 25,000 leaders, right? And in this report that they did um, before COVID-19 hit, you know, um, they, they stated that 78% um, of leaders, you know, see their leadership career planning pathing systems only moderately effective or worse. 48% do not use information from assessments and simulations to make leadership hiring and promotion decisions. 50% do not have well-integrated and strategically aligned leadership development programs or processes. 65% do not believe their leaders have high-quality effective uh, development plans. Now, this is, you know, based on what HR representatives are saying about their leadership development programs in their organizations, right? And then 35% do not have a program uh, to develop high potentials. And 45% of those that do, don't measure the effectiveness of these programs. And so you really have to think as a leader, how serious are you about developing your next generation leaders, right? In your, uh, in your organization, how serious are you? How uh, invested are you 
with developing your next generation leaders. Now, one of the things that happens is, you know, uh, that the, the, there's a book that was written um, by uh, Jim Clifton and Jim Harder called It's the Manager. And it's really a Gallup a research book, right? And they found that uh, the wrong talent match is put into leadership positions 82% of the time when companies promote them into leadership positions. Now, poor processes to select frontline leaders, what happens is 80% of the employee turnover comes as a result of bad hiring decisions, right? The financial cost of a bad hire can exceed two times the salary of the position. And five and six HR managers are dissatisfied with the results of their hypo programs, which means that, you know, if these companies are not truly investing in their high potential employees. Now, you may be promoting high performers, you know, those that are displaying some great performance, you know, results, but they don't necessarily have the the leadership qualities, right? You look at them as, you know, great performers, let me promote you and maybe the possibility that you can influence others by being in a leadership position. But if they do not have that leadership ambition, right, if they do not have that leadership trait of wanting to be into leadership, you're setting them up for failure. So what you end up doing is lose, uh, losing a high performer and gaining a bad manager. So what happens with that is now that person is looking at who they used to be, right? And uh, and now they're looking at who they are without the proper support system and without properly understanding why they can take on the mindset of a self-defeated mindset. They begin to feel low about themselves, feel down about themselves and doubt their self-worth. Right. As a leader, because they really don't understand that they were not properly adequately supported right 39% of new managers felt like they you know they didn't they received any type of formal training coaching and uh mentoring so therefore you still have that other great percentage that you know did not feel like they got the adequate coaching support mentoring right and, and so therefore uh the next generation leader or the next leader has to overcome the self defeated mindset how do you overcome the self-defeated mindset? Number one, you have to realize that you have a self-defeated mindset, right? Number two is that you have to look at, you know, what is the origin of this self-defeated mindset? When did I develop this self-defeated mindset? You know, when did, what, what, what time frame was it that I did not have this self-defeated mindset? What was going on at that time that I did not have the self-defeated mindset? And once you go back to that, okay, look at the transition that took place from not having it to having it. And keeping in mind, right, that, you know, the self-defeated mindset uh, dives into, you know, your natural happiness as well. See, the, the, the happiness, all of us have what is called a happiness set point, Right. 40% of this is genetics, but the other 60% of this happiness, right, is just basically all on us, our responsibility, mindset, right, or or 50% rather, 50%, because only 10% of it is circumstantial. 
So there's, you know, there's 50% of this, which is all on us. 10% circumstantial, 40% is genetics. So therefore, you know, really we have responsibility for our own happiness and not concerning ourselves with uh, someone else, um, you know, making us happy, right? I used to have this saying is don't make an ass of yourself, A-S-S. Don't make an ass of yourself. It simply stands for assuming someone is going to save you. A-S-S. A, assume. S, someone. S, going to save you. Save you, right? So don't make an ass of yourself, right? Waiting for someone to save you. You have the absolute responsibility of saving yourself. So overcoming the self-defeated mindset is the first principle by which uh, next generation leaders or uh, answering the question, are you the next leader? Listen, we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to go into embracing the three mindsets of next generation leaders. Hey, welcome back, leaders. So we want to talk about the second principle to address the question, are you the next leader? The first one was overcoming self-defeated mindset. And so the second part or principle here is embrace the three mindsets of next generation leaders. I want to kind of go back to the first principle for a moment there. We did not want to dwell so deep and so long into overcoming the self-defeated mindset just to give an example of what that is and then a couple of ways of how you can actually look at overcoming that. But you know, to go into that self-defeating mindset, there I have a book that's coming out uh, later this year, 2021, that's going to talk about, you know, the, the two principles uh, and that's going to dive deep into overcoming the self-defeated mindset. Uh, but number two, the, the second principle that we want to talk about in this segment is embracing the three mindsets of next generation leaders. Uh, in a LinkedIn article by Jacob Morgan, author of the book, The Future Leader, you know, he discusses this question, how do you lead in a world that doesn't yet exist? Now, you got to keep in mind that COVID-19 had just hit like in the March time frame of uh, 2020. And this article was published in August the 6th of 2020. So we were still getting accustomed to uh, the the transition from the old to the new norm, right? And and so he says in, in this uh, article, uh, think like a futurist. He says from the 140 CEOs he interviewed from his latest book, The Future Leader, this was the number one skill they identified as being most crucial. This skill is about thinking in terms of possibilities and scenarios instead of picking a single path. He says, you need to constantly ask yourself a series of four questions when making decisions. Why might this happen or not happen? What else might happen? What do I want to happen and how can I make it happen? What factors might influence why this will or won't happen? Those are the four questions that he, uh, Jacob Morgan, states uh, as it relates to being, you know, thinking like a futurist. Right. And so what we're talking about here is embracing three mindsets of next generation leaders. And this all comes together because, listen, COVID-19, this pandemic 
like turned the world inside out, right? It really exposed a lot of what poor leadership actually looks like. It exposed a lot of what poor leadership actually looks like. I was reading a book by the name of Patrick Lencioni, right? And it's called The Motive. And in this book, Patrick Lencioni, uh, you know, as, as he always wonderfully does, as a fable, right? And it's between, you know, these two guys. One was the CEO of a company and they were both in the, uh, it's called the alarm system, right? Or security, alarm security. And one person wrote um, something for the other one to actually ponder over. And he said, things I avoided when I was a bad CEO. Number one, running great meetings. Number two, managing my executive team. Number three, managing my executives as individuals. Number four, um, having difficult conversations with people. Number five, constantly communicating and repeating key messages to employees. And so we can see that in today's world that, you know, uh, a lot of bad CEOs are avoiding those same things. Right. Uh, we, we, we call it micromanaging, but really it's just simply managing. Many leaders are deciding not to manage the people that are actually under their leadership because they feel as if, you know, they should already have what it takes, right, uh, to be in the position that they actually have. And which is one mindset to have. But again, um, as a leader, you have to be out front, see, and not someone just sitting in your office all the time and just waiting for things to happen and so that you can respond to those things. No, a leader has to be out front. You have to have a pulse on things. So when things do go awry, right, when things do go bad, you know, not only can you accommodate, not only can you step in and help out, but you actually understand why they went bad because you have a pulse, on things. And so the three mindsets of great or or next generation leaders is adapting, innovating, and connecting. Adapting, innovating, and connecting. See, again, we're talking about, you know, this COVID-19 pandemic and the transition that it has actually produced from old norms to new norms. Well, these changes of of transitions, right? Uh, You know, there are four things you got to know about the adaptive mindset, which is leadership, communication, professionalism, and mindset, right? Those are how uh, the adaptive mindset is actually um, being displayed in this day and time. It's through the leadership, through communication, through professionalism, but it starts with the mindset. Do you have the mindset of adapting? Are people still trying to, you know, live (laughs) as if this COVID-19 pandemic has not taken place? I see a lot of people as I travel throughout here, uh, not wearing their mask, right? Not washing their hands, coming from restrooms, like really not taking this pandemic serious as we have been in this pandemic all almost a year now and seeing how they're really not taking this thing uh serious so they're not adapting to the new norm 
right? Many people uh, still ha haven't adapted to, you know, the digital age of having their meetings uh, via Zoom and or uh, Google Hangout or other platforms, you know, Meet, you know, other platforms uh, of digitally uh, to be able to have these, you know, meetings. And, and by the way, um, a, a, a peculiar uh, statistic shows that 57% the 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 workplace culture has increased has improved by 57% simply because of this new norm of how people are meeting right and so there are a lot of variety there's a lot of uh variations you know um of why variables pardon me of why you know this has actually produced number 1 is being able to have these meetings uh via Zoom you know, people get an opportunity to look into the personal lives of those who they may not have had an opportunity to look into uh, uh, previously or, or you know, before COVID-19 hit. Because when you're doing these Zoom meetings, right, and you're at home, you know, your children may be at home from school or you may have pets, right? And so, or people may see beautiful paintings on the wall in the background. And, and so it makes you now more personable, Right. And so this has produced, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, funny how not being at the job has produced, you know, a, a little better workplace culture. And, and so, um, you know, there's time management, you know, things that you, you have to play uh, or, or factor in that as well. So anyway, I digress. Uh, but again, adapting, right, in this new time is one of the uh the mindsets uh that next generation leaders must have adapting right you have to adapt to the times in order for you uh to function and what that adaptability produces is the second mindset which is innovating you become innovative for instance those that are in the fashion industry right um, looked at, you know, okay, just general mask that we have to wear uh, during this, this in this COVID-19 era. But some of the fashion people in the industry have become innovative by uh, producing stylish mask, right? Uh, reversible mask, <laughs> which is not too good, but, you know, because the germs that were outside are now inside. So you got to be able to wash it before you turn it. Uh, you know, inside out, right? But again, though, they have these, uh, these with their logos on them, right? The functionality, the wearing, the material, the colors, right? Where you can uh, uh, coordinate your whole ensemble, right? You can coordinate your whole, uh, 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 you know, wear, active wear, or, or, or casual wear, or business, you know, wear even, right? Your your whole attire can be matched with your your mask, right? And so that's innovating, <laughs> you know, and then the functionality of it with uh, the type of mask that, you, you know, you can wear. I mean, that's innovative. Let's look at even uh, some of the um, the chemicals, right, that they're producing for uh, uh, sanitizing things, right? It's innovative. Like, you have sanitizer with all of these. They had this before, but now it is really being exposed with these sanitizers with the different smells to them, the different looks to them, right? 
and and really exploring this how it kills COVID nineteen. If you look at some of the older um, pre COVID nineteen uh, sanitizers, you can even see on there in the back that it said it you know kills COVID nineteen virus. So this virus is not new, but the strand of virus is uh, somewhat new, right? And so, therefore, um, you know, companies, leaders, the, the, the second mindset of a next generation leader is you have to be innovative. How do you so once you adapt, right, as a leader of an organization, company or even a department, uh, you have to adapt to the times. Right. So now people are being furloughed. And so now you have to adapt to the smaller amount of people. The workload hasn't necessarily changed. But now you got to become more innovative, right? How can you, you know, uh, uh, get more people, get less people to do more work, right? And and, and so therefore, it, with that, you can do some, some outsourcing, you know, as well. So you got to be innovative, right? Uh, with with what you have as a leader uh, that you are responsible for. And then and how you do that is with the third mindset is you connecting. Why is connecting so important? That's a real question, right? Why is connecting so important? Connecting is bringing, you know, one or more things, you know, into uh, 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 conjunction into oneness, like in the word communication, in the word communication, there are two prefixes that you need to get familiar with, right? The first one is co, C-O, which means two or more. Also, there is the prefix uni, U-N-I, which means one, like in unicycle, unicorn, right? So, this word communicate is really dealing with the principle of bringing two or more into oneness. And that is the principle of connecting or connecting. Co, there's that prefix again, two or more, right? So you want to connect, right? What are you going to connect? You want to connect your um, innovation which is a reflection of your adaptability in the times in which we are currently in, which are, you know, can really be just uh, titled a transition, right? And so you want to be able to connect your innovation. Your innovation is found in your products and your services, right? And that innovation is a reflection of your ability to adapt, during this current transitional times. And you want to connect with those who would invest in you, those who would invest in you, not just just to to purchase your product, right? But to invest time in helping you to develop that product or that service. Invest in you with giving you the opportunity to display that product and that service, right? Uh, in that organization. And so uh, you want to connect with people uh, that believe in you, people that are willing to give you a chance. You don't want to spend a lot of time, you know, with people that uh, it's just going to be a, a a hit and miss kind of deal, right? Or it's just going to really be more of a miss <laughs> uh, than a hit. Uh, it's going to be more of a... Um, 
what 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 do you call those bullets that are really not bullets? You know, blanks. <laughs> you don't want to be out shooting blanks, right? Uh, you want to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, developing yourself as a leader. And one of those things that you develop yourself as a leader is, you know, your connectivity. Uh, DDI Dimensions uh, Development Dimensions International. Again, as we talked about, they've done a couple of uh, researches here, right? So one of them was before COVID nineteen, but then they did another one that deals with five trends to look for in twenty twenty one, and what they found is a custom, uh, a consistent theme, right, for leaders on. Uh, developing themselves as leaders. And and so one of the things that you must do, we must do as leaders is spend time developing our leadership skills. And so what they found is on average, with the question that they ask, right, is on average, how many hours per week do you currently spend on learning and developing your leadership skills? And how much would you prefer to spend and so, therefore, these are average hours now. So I'm going to look at the manager. The manager, on, on average, currently spends 4.3 hours during the week developing, you know, his or her leadership skills. But they would like to spend 7.4 hours per week developing their leadership skills. Mid-level leaders, they currently spend 4.5 hours during the week developing their leadership skills, but would like to use 7.6 hours per week developing their leadership skills. Senior level leaders spend 4.3 hours during the week developing their leadership skills, but would like to spend 7.3 hours developing their leadership skills. And then C-level um, you know, which is your your CHROs, your CEOs, your COOs, right, and, and whatnot. Um, they currently spend 4.8 hours during the week developing their leadership skills, but they would like to spend 7.8 hours developing their leadership skills. So on average, each level are looking at increasing their development of the leadership skills by three hours or so. And with that additional three hours of leadership development, right, how would that increase or improve their uh, KPIs, their core values and their mission statement, you know, driving these things throughout the organization to get more success in those areas? You know, so again, um, to be one who connects, you got to, you have to, it is a must, right? That you spend more time developing your leadership qualities, right? And John C. Maxwell says that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> so, which means that in order for you to truly be a connector, you have to work on your influence, how you influence, you know, the impact that you can have on people. I've done uh, a previous podcast on three keys for leaders to build influence, and one of them was building impactful relationships. And that is so key. And when you're developing your influence as a leader is building impactful relationships, not just relationships, right? Not just blank relationships or dud relationships, but impactful relationships. And an impactful relationship is one that has a win-win scenario, which means that not only those that you're connecting with win, but you win because of that connectivity. 
right? And so therefore, um, two principles here, overcoming self-defeated mindset. Number two, embrace three mindsets of self, uh, of, of next generation leaders. So the question is, are you the next leader? Well, only you can answer that question based on these two principles here, right? Where do you fit in these two principles? Are you willing to take your company or organization to the next level? Are you willing to take your city as a mayor even to the next level? As a governor, your state even to the next, la- uh, to the next level? Are you willing to take your industry to the next level? Because this pandemic has produced a lot of issues, but it has also produced a lot of opportunities. As Brian Tracy has said, that there's three ways of how you can look at a problem. Number one is as a situation. Number two is as a challenge. But number three is as an opportunity. Are you the next leader? Hey, thank you for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast as we discussed the question, are you the next leader? And we looked at two principles. Number one is overcoming the self-defeated mindset. And number two, embracing the three mindsets of next generation leaders, which is adapting, innovating and connecting. So listen, um, I work with emerging leaders, high potential employees and students to develop and embrace a growth mindset for leadership. If you would like for us to do a presentation, keynote your next event or for a free half hour consultation, please contact us at jason at jmleadershipconsult.com or you can visit my website www.jmleadershipconsulting.com or call us at 828-333-7234 and we will respond promptly. Please subscribe to this podcast using the Anchor app or anchor.fm and you can use Spotify and Apple Podcasts using Jason A. Muhammad. Please follow us on social media, Twitter at LeadershipJM, Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Consulting. Also, I would like to tell you about a community-based entrepreneurial organization called MBEI or Mountain Business Equity Initiative. Uh, It's an organization that's truly committed to addressing and filling the gap for BIPOC communities in the entrepreneurial pipeline. Please visit them at mountainbizequity.com for more information. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.